Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I've been listening to Rage Against the Machine all day because that's how jacked up I am. We're also going to probably listen to some Clash, too, because I've been rocking out to that all day as well. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find them online at nwmsrocks.com. They're the proud sponsor of the Nuanas Now studio we're gonna get to a ton of stuff today of course you already know what week it is it is state championship week around the state of montana that means that both the high school and the big sky conference division one levels so we got a lot to get to today we're gonna get things started off with a bunch of rivalry game talk with brooks nuana skyline sports mt.com it'll be our all football all the time presented by sports bet montana also gonna hear from montana state head coach brent vegan talk to him on monday uh, so we'll share that interview with you we also have wings to the Desperado and basketball tickets for the University of Montana. They host Omaha in the evening, Saturday evening, after the football rivalry showdown. So we got some tickets to that one for the men, men's Grizz basketball team. And we're also going to get a little update 
about the Grizz soccer team. We talked a lot about them last week. They've sort of gotten overshadowed this week, but they played in the NCAA tournament over the weekend. And our guy, our producer, Andrew Houghton, was there. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well and get you all hooked up with a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It is a wing at Wednesday. Usually, we'll be hooking those up with hockey tickets for Grizz hockey, but Grizz hockey uh, off this weekend. So uh, we'll give you an update what's been going on with Grizz hockey a little later on as well. But stay tuned about 445, 12 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, part of Wing It Wednesday. Hour number two, a couple great head coaches, former head coaches within the Bobcat-Grizzly rivalry. We'll hear from Mike Kramer, who coached at Eastern Washington, Montana State, and Idaho State. A four-time Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year and absolutely one of my favorite guys. So excited to catch up with Krames. The Big Human is one of the funniest and uh, most affable people you'll ever meet. So entertaining, such a good storyteller, a wonderful historian. And I know if you're a Grizz fan out there saying, eh, why do we want the old Bobcat coach, especially a guy who beat Montana three times and a guy who snapped the streak, I'll tell you this, I know Mike Kramer very well. Coach Kramer has as much respect for the University of Montana and the Grizzlies as anybody that's ever been in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, so he'll have some stories for us, but he'll also have some good diagnosis. I know he still pays attention to this stuff pretty well, too, so I bet you he even has a take on this game. And then we'll get this thing finished up here on a Wednesday with Joe Glenn, the man who led Montana to their most recent national championship. It seems as if the entire football world is descending upon Missoula, Montana. And that's very true because in Missoula and the surrounding areas, we got state championships at almost every level, including Montana State playing Montana for the 120th time. The Cactus rivalry renewed Saturday, Washington Grizzly Stadium at high noon. But there's a ton of other fun action in town as well with Missoula Sentinel gunning for a second straight Class AA state championship. Billings West is coming to town to take on the Spartans, a match of last year's state double-a title game and the first time missoula has hosted a state championship game since 1994 we also have the hamilton bronx into the championship game for the third time in the last six years they play at defending champion laurel for the class a title and then florence the falcons riding an 11 game winning streak they will host big fork in the class b championship on saturday afternoon and we also have another one in the class c8 man level as drummond phillipsburg that's flint creek the co-op they travel to thompson Falls. The Upstart Blue Hawks moved down from Class B a couple years ago. Now they will host the Class C eight-man game against a Flint Creek squad that's gunning for their third championship in the last four years. So an opportunity, regardless of who wins that Class C game, because Thompson Falls pretty close to Missoula, but seems as if that we could have four state champions from one hour radius. Pretty cool. We welcome now another guy who's making his way to Missoula right now. He's Brooks Nwana, SkylineSportsMT.com. He's my brother and uh, our go-to guy when we're talking all things football. This is all football, all the time. Presented in part by Sportsbet Montana. All your betting needs. Sportsbet Montana's got you covered. They got kiosks smattered around the entire state of Montana. Brooks, what's up, my man? I'm glad you're on your way to the Mecca that is the center of the football world in Missoula. How you doing? Yes, sir. The Mecca of football in the state of Montana. And it's that time of year. Temperatures are dropping. The wind is blowing. Uh, It smells and feels like football. And by God, Teams across the state of Montana are playing for a whole lot, Coulter, and uh, that, that is definitely the case for Montana and Montana State. 
a ton of talk about Montana, Montana State in a minute, but it must be noted again, and we keep talking about this, but Brooks and I both played high school sports in Missoula. We fancy ourselves pretty good athletes. I was pretty good. Brooks was a very good athlete, and uh, we had a lot of talented teammates and a lot of talented friends that went to other schools, and there was really no opportunity or even possibility for Missoula schools to be chasing football championships. I mean, my class at Big Sky back in 2000, the fall of 2004 was probably the one that chased it as successfully as most teams from around Missoula in the last 20 years until this recent era. And here we are. Missoula Sentinel is working on a dynasty. They have won 20 games in a row. They're gunning for a second straight class AA state championship. So it's just crazy the way the world's changed, but it's also a huge testament to the way that Sentinel has revamped the athletic department culture that they have there with the Spartans. So what do you think of just Sentinel and their emergence as this class AA power? Well, it's really exciting, man. It's really exciting for the city of Missoula. Uh, you know, we talk extensively about how the high school sports in Missoula are, uh, tend to somewhat get diluted due to the nature that Missoula County, I believe there's seven high schools. And there might be an additional one. When you take in the French towns, the Loyola, uh, you know, the three AA schools, uh, you go up to Tilly Swan, and there's all sorts of, of high schools that are drawing from the same pool of kids. Uh, so in that nature, I, a lot of times, Missoula has struggled to find that deep into playoff football, even though there's so much talent. If you put all the kids on one team and made an all-star team from Missoula, it would be the best team in the state, or if not one of the two or three best teams in the state. No question every single year for the last 25, 30 years. Uh, but in that case, Missoula has been kind of a basketball town. Um, you know, Sentinel and Hellgate have both had their runs in basketball with state t- titles at times in the last in that same time period. Uh, but it's really exciting to see Sentinel build that, establish that culture with a lot of ex-Grizz players in the fold, um, you know, within the track and field program, within the football program. Um, and some leadership up top with athletic directors and administrative um, purposes there. So it's awesome. It's great for the city of Missoula um, to play meaningful Friday night football and to chase titles. I mean, it's a sports-driven town that has been thirsty for that kind of stuff. Uh, So I'm very happy to see it happen. Also, you can't really underrate the fact that they've revamped the youth football program, so they actually learn how to play real football, so Missoula youth football. Don't need to go down that road too much right now, but it is worth noting that that has been a huge contributor to the success of not only Missoula Sentinel, but a lot of these teams from around the area as well. I mean, Florence is only 16 miles from Missoula, so those kids are playing in the same feeder programs as well, so that's definitely helped. Brooks Nuana is joining us here on Nuana's Now, ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. It's state championship week around the state of Montana and at the college level, so here we are. The 120th rendition of the rivalry between Montana State and Montana. Brooks, a ton to talk about, a lot of details to get to, but your broad thoughts on the renewal of a rivalry here in Missoula at long last. Well, I can't believe how much I missed it um, with the year off, right? I mean, gosh, it's uh, something that we all look forward to. It, it, it's To me, it's, it's the turning point of the year. It's right after daylight savings time. It's right before Thanksgiving. Kind of the culmination of of so many different parts of, this, of the year, of the calendar year, let alone the football year. And then turning, uh, it's a turning point in the, in the state of Montana um, in, into winter, which we all, we hunker down and we become community-oriented with our neighbors and our friends, and, and we survive together. And there's this element of, at this point in the season, you've survived thus far, now you, now you let it all go. And you get to play one football game for, for all the marbles. And, uh, you know, we can't overemphasize how important it is in the state of Montana how important it is in the college football landscape, not just the FCS. It's one of the most important college football games played every single year, and there's no different this year. We have some huge stakes on the line here for two of the better teams we've covered. And, Colt, we talk about this a lot, but I hope to say that every year, and it won't be hyperbole, is that every year as the programs continue to build, you hope to say that these are some of the better teams I've covered in recent memory. Certainly the case in 2021. 
uh, with, with the Grizz and the Cats, who are both playing extremely high-level football with talent up and down the roster. The fact of the matter is, you're right, Montana State's number three in the country right now, 7-0 in Big Sky Conference play. They already have nine victories. There's no question they're already into the playoffs. I think there's almost no question that they already have a playoff seed secured. Montana, despite a lot of their struggles and a lot of their turmoil and a lot of their adversity that they've had to endure, mostly stemming from injuries, but also stemming from the pressure that came with beating a ranked FBS squad to start the season when they toppled the Washington Huskies. But Montana now sits here as the number seven team in the country, and they're eight and two overall, and they have almost certainly already secured a playoff berth, and I think that they have an outside chance of getting a bye, win or lose, and they certainly will get a bye if they win. The fact that this game is for potentially a share of the Big Sky title, potentially a playoff bye, and certainly jockeying in the playoff picture, that's a good thing for this rivalry, right? It's everything, man. It's the most important thing that can happen to the Big Sky Conference. It's one of the most important things that can happen at Montana and Montana State. It's for both of these programs to be playing at a very high level and have national success because as we've talked about, it is the front door to these universities. It is the backbone of recruiting, not only student athletes, but uh, students in general. It is, it, it is a temperature gauge of the health of a university as you start to talk about you have successful football programs, successful athletic departments, then all of a sudden people are invested in with their time, uh, their extracurricular time, their time outside of class, their time as community members. They're invested in one central idea. And oftentimes in the state of Montana, it happens to be football. And oftentimes when the football is good, everything else kind of follows right behind it. Well, let's talk about this exact ball game. A lot of similar strengths, a lot of similar concerns. So we'll get into some guided matchups here in a minute. But in your mind, when you think about this matchup just between the two teams on paper, the X's and O's, the schematics, what are the key matchups in this ball game? Well, I mean, I think defensively it's going to be a showdown. I think both teams are going to come out with their hair on fire. I don't see how I don't really see it going any other way. Uh, but overall, I mean, Montana has played so defensively against the run this entire season, and Montana State has been able to run it up and down every single team they have played um, to the tune of 250 plus yards a game. Uh, you know, a top five rusher in the entire nation in Isaiah Infante. To me, you know, it's probably the number one matchup: is is, is can the Grizz? You know, hold Montana State some kind of regular running fashion. I don't, I don't know if that could happen because Montana State runs it so prolifically, so prevalently, so often. Uh, but that, I think, is probably the key matchup is that great Grizz run defense against the Montana State offense. And, and vice versa, you know, then you got to worry about, well, what Montana ha- has done in, with their running offense and their offensive line up front. The Grizz have not been as stout as years past. And Montana State's front seven is by far the strength of their team. That is another key matchup. So, you know, both sides of the ball have them. But I would say probably the key to the game would be Montana State's running attack against Montana's stout defensive run, uh, being so stout playing the run defense. Duana is now ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Brooks Duana is joining us on the Rankets Brothers RV phone line. Recording this earlier in the week. We got to tell you that now, FCC regulations. But Brooks is on his way to Missoula. We'll have full coverage for you of this rivalry game all throughout the week uh, leading up to the game. And then, of course, on Saturday as well, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as here on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. And, Brooks, the matchup you just addressed is such a paramount one because not only are those two of the best in terms of the units on a national level montana a top five rush defense in the country montana state a top five rushing offense in the country but montana state has averaged 340 plus yards rushing in the last four bobcat grizzly showdowns 
they have, quite frankly, embarrassed Montana in the way that they have beat them down at the line of scrimmage, at the point of attack. It's something that's caused great glee among Bobcat fans, great consternation among Grizz fans. But this Grizz defense, they still have the same defensive coordinator and can't bear. Their personnel is objectively much different, though, and the personnel being different has made the scheme change a little bit. Still a lot of high pressure, a lot of blitzing, a lot of pre-snap movement, a lot of post-snap movement. But the story the last couple years was Montana State's gap scheme completely exploiting Montana's gap aggression, I should say. I, I guess that's the way that I would put it. A lot of times the Grizz were over-aggressive and the patience and the pace of the Bobcat run game, particularly with its, with its pulling guards, was a nightmare for the Grizz and a dream come true for the Bobcats. We got a new OC in Bozeman and Taylor Housewright. Not nearly as much gap scheme stuff offensively. And even though Camp Bear is still the D.C. at Montana, it seems like they have a little bit more diversity in their ability to run fit and, and make tackles both in the box and in space. So what do you think of just the kind of the differences in scheme? It, it seems to me, even though it is strength versus strength, Montana State doesn't quite have that schematic advantage that they've had the last couple years in this matchup. Yeah, I'd agree with you, Colt, with, with TJ Sessions getting knocked out at last game at, at right tackle and moving some different pieces around. Justice Perkins, a really young guy from Bozeman who's getting his first wax at starts this season. Um, so there's some new pieces to that offensive line that, that the, the continuity has changed to touch. And, and Grizz defensively, you said it right, Colter, as far as you know, their, graphic, their gap aggression, it, it's not necessarily a um, the most gap sound of defenses in the sense that they don't really just play the 11-12 gaps that are on the field and rush you to the sideline like the Grizz have in years past. They have guys who are responsible for multiple gaps. They also blitz so much on running downs as well as passing downs. But they blitz so much on any and every down. Your your gap is then kind of assigned due to the blitz. Any kind of getting off track or, or changing your path of attack then throws off the whole scheme of the blitz. They, they do play the run so effectively with their pressure, and Coach Brent Vegan at Montana State called that how kept over and over saying how disruptive they are, and I think it's the perfect way to say it. But Montana State isn't quite as prolific up front, and Montana is a little bit more sure-footed on their defensive um, So I do agree. It's probably balanced out a touch, even though Montana State, it's, an, it's such an impressive running offense that, you know, they're still going to get yards. And whether will it be to the tone of, as you mentioned, you know, 350-plus yards in every game in the last four seasons against the Grizz? Hard to say if it'll get to that level, but I know that they will have success at points of the game. It's whether or not the Grizz can can, can bow up and, and, and maybe get some third down stops on third and short. Brooks Nuwana is joining us here on Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, all football, all the time, presented in part by the Blue Turf Sportsbook at Northern Quest Casino. If you're in the Spokane area, you can go make all your bets, either pregame or in-game, with the Blue Turf Sportsbook at Northern Quest. And Brooks, there's one thing that's so interesting when it comes to statistical analysis, because not all schedules are created equal, not all matchups are the same when you talk about conference teams, even when you get to the final game of the regular season. So, although these two teams are surging, my Montana is a phenomenal run defense. They also rank higher in the run defense because they haven't played a couple of the best rushing teams in the league, specifically the Cats. They also did not play Weber State. There's a lot of different statistical skews, but what I'm getting at here is that I don't think the Grizz defense has faced a rushing attack like the Bobcat offense, but I also don't think uh, that either of these teams have faced defenses of the caliber that they're about to face today, or I guess on Saturday. The Grizz 
offense has struggled mightily, but they have looked better the last couple weeks. They've gotten back on track. But how much of that is playing Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona rather than some of the better teams in the league? The fact of the matter is that Montana has not played the teams that hang their hat on defense in this league. UC Davis is actually winning with defense a little bit more now. Montana State, Weber State, of course. So, you know, even Sac State is, is okay defensively, pretty good. And Eastern Washington, eh, not that great. And those are the best opponents Montana's played. So where are we at with that element? Because the Grizz offense has looked better in recent weeks, yet they're not gonna they have never faced a defense like the Bobcats. Yeah, Coulter, it's the real deal, the Bobcat defense. You know, the team as a whole is the real deal. Um, in the last five, in the last four seasons when Montana State's gone four and I think that they, you know, without Troy you could maybe say Troy Anderson's not gonna have the ball in his hands, but Outside of that element, uh, I think it's the best Bobcat team that the Grizz have seen in the last five years. So that is definitely a factor. I, I don't know how much it plays into. You know, I, I, I love getting into the to the schedule analysis and breaking it all down. And I'm always about that all year. And I'm definitely not a guy that leans on. You throw all that stuff out when it comes to this game. I definitely don't think that. But when, when you're talking about Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado, Talking about the Grizz giving up 34 to Eastern, but also you know being able to score 28 against that defense, um, all that stuff you can kind of you can kind of compare and contrast. This is a whole new element, a whole new beast that Montana's going to see as far as the talent and the scheme. You know, scheme-wise, it's just a different scheme than they've really played against. It's a different scheme than most people run. Uh, what Montana State does on defense, it's a 4-2-5, um, where Montana State right for Montana on defense is running a 3-3-5, a unique 3-3-5 stack, which is a very specific style of defense. Montana State has a very specific style of defense as well in the 4-2-5. Um, those are much different than what they've run in the past as well. Montana State primarily has been running a hybrid 3-4 with the, with the outside edge defender that stands up, um, which is so significantly different than the, than the two interior defensive tackles. Um, so Montana State has a whole new thing that Montana has not seen this year and also has not seen in the past. We can say Montana State, uh, their, their greatest strength is, is their run defense. You know, it might be their front seven on defense, to be, an, uh, to be completely honest. Well, uh, let's play a little game here now as we finish up here our All Football of the Time Cat Grizz edition here on Nuanas Now. We're not going to hash out what this means more than just straight up pick them. We're going to go position group versus position group, not this versus that when the Grizz are on the offense or the Cats are on offense. We're just talking across the board. So we'll start with offensive lines. Are you taking the Montana State or the Montana offensive line? We'll go Montana State due to experience. Totally agree. Montana State has a couple of premier players in Taylor Tuiasasopo and Lewis Kidd, a couple senior leaders, and uh, the Grizz. They also have a couple senior leaders in Conlon Beaver and Dylan Cook, uh, the two tackles. Cook's status remains up in the air. He hasn't played the last two games. His return will be essential because Brandon Casey, a freshman, has gotten thrown to the Wolves. Again, thrown to the Wolves against David Hogue at Northern Colorado. That's a challenge, but it ain't Daniel Hardy and Amandre Williams. So uh, I agree. I think Montana State does have a little bit of an advantage, uh, maybe a lot of an advantage on the offensive line. Quarterback Got Cam Humphrey back in the fold of Montana. Matt McKay in the fold for the Grizzlies, who has the advantage when it comes to the quarterback position. You know, if Cam Humphrey's healthy and can stay healthy, I'm going to take Cam Humphrey. I think he can push the ball down the field, especially during the middle of the field, a little bit a little bit more effectively than Matt McKay. If you would have asked me four or five weeks ago, I would have taken Matt McKay. His efficiency was off the charts, but he struggled the last four weeks. Ever since Weber State, you know, they, they, they stuck out of there on the road with a three-point win. Matt McKay has struggled to find a true rhythm, and they have actually played multiple quarterbacks in light of that, so I'm going to take Cam Humphrey there. 
I agree as well. I think the Cam Humphrey actually somehow is underrated, even though it's because Montana doesn't want to have their quarterback be the key to them winning. So then somehow Humphrey is somehow underrated, even though I actually think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So I agree with you. Montana takes the the uh, advantage uh, at quarterback. How about running back? Isaiah Fonse, questionable for this game. I think he's going to play. I think the Grizz think he's going to play. I think the Bobcats think he's going to play. Elijah Elliott, probably between questionable and doubtful for the Bobcats. And then Lame Sumner, a fully capable third string guy. He would actually probably be a first or second string guy at most of the schools around the Big Sky Conference. And on the Montana side of things, they've gotten quite a few guys back. I think they're expecting Xavier Harris and Isaiah Childs to both buoy uh, the, the workload with Junior Brigham for sure and maybe even Nick Osmo as well. So maybe a four-headed monster running back for the Grizz. Where are we at with the running backs in this rivalry? Taking Isaiah and and Montana State Bobcats. Uh, Fonse has gotten better and better and better every year. Uh, he is. You guys have heard me say this on this show on Skyline Sports. He's the best running back in the Big Sky Conference. I think by 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 arms and heads and shoulders. And I think he's probably the best running back in, in the country at the FCS level. Um, I think he's that good. I, I've seen him play a ton. You know, I've seen him play 25 plus games in his career. Uh, he's the real deal, man. In Montana, d- due to a bunch of attrition and injuries, and um, you know, probably the, the the one downfall of their season that they haven't been able to get the running game truly going, and that's just due to playing a converted receiver, uh, freshman, and junior Bergen and a couple other freshmen at times, and Isaiah Childs has come along a little bit, which he's looked good, And but they're missing their big dogs. You know, Marcus Knight and Nick Osmo aren't in this game, and, you know, those have been really important players for them the last two years, so Montana State gets the nod. All right, let's talk about wide receivers and tight ends. Montana State's playing a bunch of tight ends, and they got some talented ones led by Derek Snell, an Alaska product, and Trayton Pickering from up on the high line, Sunburst, Montana. And, of course, Brian Davis, the guy who never catches passes but always starts games and always knocks heads, the big senior from Billings. And then, of course, a wide receiver, Lance McCutcheon, a Bozeman product, having one of the breakout seasons in all the Big Sky Conference. On the Grizz side of things, Sammy Akim has the talent to be one of the best guys in the league. He's come on really strong in the last couple weeks. They also have an unbelievable talent in Cole Grossman, who's definitely chugging toward becoming a first-team all-league caliber type talent. Uh, he's torn it up the last month or so. He's got five touchdowns in the last six weeks, and uh, he's been one of the premier targets, especially when it comes to catching passes from his roommate Cam Humphrey. Then, of course, you got Mr. Steady Mitch Roberts, uh, Missoula Sentinel product who leads the Grizzlies and catches. As far as the guys that are catching the ball, where are we at between the Cats and the Grizz? You know, Cole, it's I think Cole Grossman, you know, the most exciting player of that entire group as far as what his ceiling could be compared to what he was in the you know the start of the season or maybe last year. Talent is off the charts and he's really starting to come into his own. But Montana State has so much depth and so many different styles of tight end. I'll give Montana State the nod there just because they have multiple offensive linemen that play the, the position in, and they have several guys that can catch the ball as well. So that one's close. I'm going to give that nod to Montana State. And then Montana is going to win that receiver battle. Sammy Kim and Mitch Roberts are, are the two best receivers in this game. No, don't get it twisted. Lance McCutcheon is the real deal and having a great season. Sammy Kim is the most talented player in, in this game, potentially. Um, it's going to be a short list of him and Troy Anderson, Isaiah Infante, and you know O'Connell and Chase Lewis. And a couple guys on that short list, and Sammy Kim is one of them, so I'll give the Grizz the nod for outside pass catchers. All right, switching over the defense quickly. The defensive lines, Montana State, they got Chase Benson, the best inside guy in the league. Daniel Hardy, a leader for Defensive Player of the Year honors. Amandre Williams, a potential all-league guy, former transfer from Washington. The Grizzlies, better up front, boosted by a couple FBS transfers and Justin Belknap and Joe Babros. I think Alex Gubner is one of the most improved players in the league. The nose tackle, Eli Alford, questionable for this game. He's been good, too, though, at that interior position as well. Jacob McGoring, another guy that the Grizz bring off the bench on the front. But I think this one's a no-brainer. We'll let you go ahead. Who's got the advantage? on the defensive line. 
Well, you're making me pick between some pretty dominant football players, Coulter. No question. Uh, advantage, advantage is the fact that they're not going to go against each other. Uh, they have matchups that they're each going to have to deal with. I think Montana State has the nod there. So it's so much depth, so much talent. Uh, you know, potentially three first-team all-league guys, and that is that is no knock to the Grizz defensive front, which is one of the most talented groups in the entire Big Sky Conference. So, really, I mean, it's still it's it's very close, and I don't want to make it seem like it's not. But Montana State has so much talent there. And this is the most interesting one now, the linebackers, because I think that Troy Anderson is the best talent in the country, period. The guy doesn't even practice, and he's going to be a unanimous first-team all-league inside linebacker at a position he struggled at the first month of the season. Now these last couple weeks, 15, 16, 17 tackles. He's about two plays away from having three pick sixes this year. He's crazy. He's unbelievable. Callahan O'Reilly, also one of the best and most improved players in the Big Sky Conference. That said, I think three of the five best linebackers in the league play for the Grizz, including, I think, the two best. Best linebackers in the league other than Troy Anderson, Jace Lewis, and Patrick O'Connell. Marcus Wilnell's right there. Marcus Wilnell will be the best linebacker on every team outside of the state of Montana, I think, in the Big Sky Conference. So this one is an unbelievable one when you come to picking the advantage here. Man, I don't know if I can, you know, on live radio to, to, to dissect that much talent. Um, Troy Anderson's the best player of, of that group of players, and that's that's kind of unsaid. You know, I mean, it's, we've all seen it. Anyone who's listening in the city of Missoula can think of the times that Troy Anderson has played well against the Grizz and against a lot of other teams. I mean, he is on, on the level on the very short list of the Cooper Cups of the world, far as historic players to ever play the Big Sky Conference. I mean, he is that level of talent. But overall, I agree. I think the next three best players after Troy Anderson are, are, are those three Grizz linebackers. Gosh dang, it's close. I give it to the Grizz just because I don't necessarily think that Montana State has that third and fourth linebacker, same as Montana does. But if you if you let me have a picket coin toss, I'd, I'd, I'd lean that way. But uh, those, those three guys for the Grizz are pretty darn good. Yeah, probably one of the determining factors there, too, is Nolan Askelson, who's an awesome linebacker for the Cats, is hurt, and he's out a building senior product. And then you look at the, some of the backup guys for the Grizzlies, like Levi Janicaro and Braxton Hill from Missoula and Anaconda, respectively, and those two guys sort of buoy that rank. So I think a slight edge for the Grizzlies, I agree. And how about then the secondary? Because this is a couple secondaries that include some influx of talent, some homegrown talent as well. On the Grizz side of things, you got Robbie Halk, a returning All-American at safety, but he's also buoyed by Gavin Robertson and Garrett Graves and Natch Fouch. And then the corners have been very good. Omar Hicks-Anu, Trajan Cotton, Corbin Walker. A couple of those guys are FBS dropdowns from Oregon State. And then on the other side of the thing, you got one of the best safety tandems, or I guess safety trios in the league, in Ty Okada, who I think is a first-team all-league guy this year. Trey Webb, transfer from San Jose State. Jeffrey Manning, a transfer from Oregon State. And then a couple guys that have not gotten a lot of attention because they've been so good. That's the corners at Montana State. Simeon Woodard has been very good. Eric Zambrano has been solid, filling in for... Uh, some veteran guys. Tyrell Thomas hasn't played much, uh, but they haven't needed him as much either. And uh, then, of course, James Campbell, a converted wide receiver, has been uh, very good this year at corner as well. So where are we at with the secondary of these two teams? Well, it's another one of those pickups, but I'm going to split those two groups, uh, and I'm going to give Montana the, the nod at safety just because they do play three safeties. The Grizz do, too. You know, the Robbie Houck, Nash Fouch, Garrett Graves is a great combo, but as you mentioned, I think Ty Okada is the best nickel in the conference, um, and Jeffrey Manning has been elite safety. So just for, for levity's sake, I'm going to split the two and give the, the, the nod to Montana State safeties, and then you missed Justin Ford. Uh, with of course. How could I miss games. him? How could you miss him? Uh, you know, and then you said those other three guys with a lot of up there. Montana State's uh, corners have played well. They're really, they're really young. They've played way over their heads as far as the ability and kind of the ceiling that, that, that they've reached as young players. Montana, Montana has more depth there, so Montana State safety is Montana corners. 
Well, then, basically what we're saying is this thing is even across the board and uh, we're running out of time, so we can't really dissect the special teams, but I think that we would both agree. I think that Kevin Macias, the grad transfer from Arizona State, has been very good, and Blake Lesnar has been one of the surprises in the league this year as a freshman at Montana State. And then the punters, holy cow, man. The two punters are two of the best guys on the teams. Brian Buscini lights out. Bryce Layton throwing darts. So those two guys have been awesome. And then you look at the special teams units, the kick coverage units. I mean, I think that Tommy Malott and from Montana State and Levi Janicaro from Montana, a couple former high school quarterbacks, have been two of the best guys in the league covering kicks as well. And those units have been solid across the board. So I think this is all to say that when you go matchup by matchup, position group by position group, all the different things that can play out in this game, this is stalemate, man. And that's why we cannot wait for this game on Saturday in Missoula. It's Brooks Nuanez, Scott, SportsMT.com. Joining us here on ESPN Missoula, man. Can't wait for the rest of the week. Thanks so much for being here, man. And uh, any last thoughts on this matchup on Saturday? It's going to be a showdown, man. These are really, really, really good teams. Some of the best teams we've ever covered, Coulter. And that's not hyperbole. That's not recency bias. These are some of the most talented teams we have ever seen. I love the fact that it, it, it very well and very likely will come down to a guy that comes off the bench, a guy that's a second stringer, a special teams player. It might come down to Tommy Malott. It could, might come down to Malik Flowers or, or, or Braxton Hill. It could come down to, to so many different players that are likely going to carve out a little piece of history, and that's why we do it. That's why we'll be there. Couldn't look more forward to it. You can find all our stuff, including Brooks's amazing photography and good podcast content on SkylineSportsMT.com. Try safe, man. See you soon. There you go. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com. Breaking down the Bobcat Grizz game. One of my favorite things we do this week takes forever. <laughs> I've been working on it since Sunday, but we got them posted. Little capsules with photographs and links to all sorts of good content, but more importantly, all 91 in-state products that play for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. The Grizz come into this game, 53 guys from in the state of Montana. Montana State, 38 guys, so a total of 91 in-state products playing the game on Saturday. You want to check out a little synopsis of each one of their seasons as well as photography uh, of each one and interview links. And all sorts of other stuff. Go to SkylineSportsMT.com. Montana made one of our favorite things. Montana State head football coach Brent Began will coach in his first Cat Grizz game on Saturday. What did he have to say earlier this week? Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
The collection of local standout football players gave pledges to both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Most recent commitment came earlier this week as Laurel senior Bo Dantic gave his promise to Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Dantic, who's rushed for nearly 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns this season, has helped the local Bodens reach the chipper for the second year in a row. Dantic is one of 11 known commitments for the upcoming recruiting class, including Hellgate wide receiver Ian Finch and Helena wideout Chase McGurin. Over the last three seasons, the 6'3 Finch caught 162 passes for 2,741 yards and 28 scores. The 6'0 McGurin caught 58 passes for 829 yards and 10 touchdowns this season. The other in-state commits for the Grizz include Helena quarterback Caden Hewitt and Helena linebacker Marcus Evans, Hamilton athlete Tyson Rostad, Jefferson athlete Joey Visser, Missoula Sentinel athlete Zach Cruz, and Kalispell Glacier kicker Patrick Rohrbach. Missoula Hellgate lineman Tommy Nielsen gave his commitment to Montana State earlier this month. He joins other Bobcat in-state commits, including Gallatin tight end Rylan Schlepp, Red Lodge lineman Burke Mastel, Florence lineman Ethan Abbott, Billings West twins Caden and Taco Dowler, and Jake Deegan, the son of head coach Brent Deegan. The Bobcats play the Grizzlies for the 120th time on the football field high noon. Watch the Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Nobody pray for me. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Finessing on them with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my food, they taste like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westie. Man, sunshine, rivalry games, state championships, got me some kind of mood. A little Kendrick Lamar for you on the way back on your Wednesday. Thanks so much for kicking with us. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport. Corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. You can also find them online, NW. MSRocks.com. My five-year-old nephew, Ellis, loves that song. Hip-hop for days, baby. Teach them when they're young. Across the sideline, and this one, a big one, because it's the biggest game of the year in the state of Montana. Montana State travels to Montana to play the Grizzlies. couple top seven teams, couple playoff scenarios. We're joined now by Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. And, Coach, welcome to your first rivalry week. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, I... Um, when we laid out uh, what we hope this season will maybe look like, you know, I, I'd like to think we're exactly where we want to be. You know, knowing this game um, sat at the end of the regular season, obviously the I think the rivalry and the the Great Divide Trophy, the you know everything there speaks for itself. But then to have um, you know a conference title on the line, um, certainly you know seating uh, for the playoffs on the line. Um, you know, I don't think we could ask for a better scenario. Did you have any perception of the Montana-Montana State rivalry before you got to Montana State? Well, it certainly knew it, it, it existed. Have, you know, played uh, against both schools twice each, I guess. Um, you know, uh, but beyond that, um, maybe anything I would have known, I probably would have assumed, I guess. So uh, it was made pretty clear to me right from the get-go um, you know, how much it matters. And honestly, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, you know, growing up in a state where, you know, the 
the university and the state university are the the highest teams, I guess. There's no pro sports. Um, you know, it's 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 made made for this. You know, it's made for this to be the showcase. Uh, you know, for the state and especially a state like Montana, where where football um, is so important and you know, um, it, very comparable to North Dakota. That rivalry, I, I think, is in the rear view mirror, it's a long, it's, it's not what it was by any means. And, and this one has stood the test of time. Um, you know, and, and I, I think with where we're both at right now, you know, ranked in the top seven, um, boy, it's certainly shaping up to be a great, a great matchup. Brent Vegan joining us. Montana state plays at Montana high noon, Washington Grizzly stadium, the 120th edition of the Cat-Grizz rivalry. And, Coach, you mentioned it there in your press conference, but I think it's a fascinating dynamic when it comes to trying to handle it. It, it, The fact that so many people that support these two programs, they want to beat the other side as badly as anybody. That support is great, but sometimes it maybe even overwhelms the bigger picture. So how do you sort of balance that? Because there is a lot of passion behind it. I'm sure you love that. But also, this is not an end-all, be-all game. No, that's right. I, I, You know, it... It's important. Um, there's a, a great deal of importance, you know, put on this game, um, keeping that trophy here in Bozeman. Um, but it's not our last game either. Um, you know, so we have to we have to go in with a plan that we're going to win this football game, and, and there's a lot of reasons we need to win this football game. Um, you know, uh, because this rivalry is not just this one Saturday in November. It's, it's an everyday affair. Uh, you know, across the state, and, and certainly, you know, um, we want to we want to have the upper hand, and and you know, we want all our guys, you know, no matter where they're from in Montana, they to go back home and and be able to, you know, wave the flag, wear the colors, and, and you know, I, I think that that's very important. And um, you know, we're pouring ourselves into this game, you know, for for all the reasons, the rivalry, the, the conference championship, the seating. I mean, all that comes into play. And, um, you know, I'm just excited that we do have all all that to play for. And, you know, um, shoot, there's beyond small towns being divided. There's families divided across across the state. I, and we, we have a couple – a couple unique situations on our team. So it's, uh, you know, look forward to it. And, you know, these type of uh, opportunities, um, you know, it's really what, what college football, college sports, you know, all are, are all about. And, and I, I'm certain there's not too many across the land in whatever sport that uh, could compare to the the intensity, the important the importance that uh, that is brought out of the broad of the wild. One of my favorite parts about just this game in general is the guys that are from in-state, and sometimes, a lot of times, those guys play all the way outside of their minds. I mean, superhuman efforts because it is such a big deal, something they've been dreaming about since they were little kids. How do you channel that, though, as a coach? Well, uh, that's a good point. You know, I, I think you uh, you still, each player has to play within the confines of um what you're asking them to do. And, but you, you know, if you can get, uh, you know, that max execution, um, coupled with max effort, uh, there's no better Saturday to have that occur. And, you know, I, I think we got a, a group of guys, no one's going to go out there and try too hard. I don't even know what that means. Um, you know, I, I think our guys need to still 
keep the mindset that we we do every week that each play is its own um you know good or bad you gotta you gotta go play the next play you gotta um you know trust your teammates um trust your coaching you know um and i i think those principles no matter who we play ring true and if um you know, we squeeze a little bit more out of a few guys, and, and it shouldn't just be our Montana guys either. Uh, you know, all all our guys on our team represent Montana State, and you know, it it can be any one of our guys that that steps up and you know um, adds themselves to the long history of this game. Across the sideline, presented in part by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, your local real estate experts. And Coach, let's talk a little bit about this matchup. Brent Vegan, by the way, joining us, Montana State head football coach here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The uh, last couple Bobcat Grizzly showdowns have included Montana State running the ball with authority and uh, really dominating the physical element of the game. I know you guys still maintain that identity. You want to run the ball. But what do you think of just the challenge of your run game against a team that's, I think, in the top five in the country in rushing yards allowed and a really ferocious defense? front for the Grizzlies well it'll be uh, it'll be a challenge no, no question I you know I look at the makeup of their team and how they do things it's it's stop the run it's get after the passer um, you know I think to be as balanced as possible on offense and that's you know that's who we want to be as well so you know in games like this um, it comes down to the discipline, the pad level, um, you know, to being the more physical team. Um, there's no, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, their, their scheme and their players for that matter on, on defense, you know, they really, they really pose some problems. Um, you know, they're, they're very aggressive with their scheme and they have players within that scheme that, uh, play very aggressively and, and make plays. And, and, you know, we have to be, Again, we have to be disciplined. We have to play with good pad level um, in our in our schemes. Not uh, try to do too much, um, you know, and 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 do the things that I, you know we don't have to. I guess create a whole new way of doing things this week. If, if we do the things we we want to do well, um, you know, I think we're gonna like what we like what we get out of that. If we if we don't do them well um, for whatever reason, then. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a struggle because uh, you know, they have a good team and, and you know they're not just a, a team made up of this great defense. That's just a portion of what they do well. They they've been effective enough on offense and then special teams wise, they've made a ton of plays as well. Well, let's talk about the special teams because I do think that's a huge element in this game. A lot of times the momentum can swing on the special teams. Both these teams have been outstanding on special teams this year. So how much of a priority is that when you're preparing for this matchup? Well, it is week, week in, week out for us. I, I think what we've done well is we've really covered well. And I think as of late, um, you know, Bryce has really punted the ball well. You know, I, I think from a return perspective, um, you know, that's where I, I think they've really done an excellent job. I know they've, they've blocked some kicks as well. You know, um, so we got to be – we got to have our guys positioned well um, and, and certainly playing – playing with passion um you know i think we got to be ready for for whatever in a game like this um you know uh, whether that's blocks fakes um anything and everything to come from from the grizz and and you know we just gotta we have to play our our game and a lot of that's just about you know it's about trust and effort and um you know we've had we have a lot of our starters that uh 
you know, make up the depth of our special teams and they understand that that play is every bit as important as the next play they might have on offense and defense. And that, that mindset isn't changing. I'm certainly hopeful we can get, uh, you know, an explosive return in the mix. Um, we've been close a few times, but in a game like this, close isn't going to cut it. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be really important. And that swing in special teams from a field position perspective, um, you know, along with turnover margin um, will be huge factors in this game. When it comes to Bobby Houck, I know that you guys probably had some crossover when you were at Wyoming and he was at San Diego State. Any other times you guys have crossed paths? And, and how would you just describe Coach Houck's coaching style and the, and the sort of the identity of the program he's built at Montana? Uh, well, we'll certainly recognize uh, the success he had um, in his first stint. Um, you know, and by the time we had gotten to Wyoming, I think that was his last year at UNLV, so we didn't play that year. But then, you know, his, his time at San Diego State um, – you know, we had some we had some big matchups in particular going back to '16 when when they beat uh, they beat us for the Mountain West Championship after we had beat them in the regular season. And you know, um, I'm certain his time there made an impact. Uh, you know, on the things that he really valued. Um, San Diego State is a, an excellent program that uh, while at Wyoming, I had a tremendous amount of respect for because you know their combination of, of what they did. Um, offensively, defensively, and special teams um, was, uh, you know, what allowed them to be as consistent as any program in that conference during that stretch, you know, and they're, they're still, um, shoot, they're ranked right now, I think, and have one loss, and that's continued on um, with, with Coach Hoke there. So, you know, I, I that's that's probably the biggest matchup. I know I worked with Pete Caligas, uh, who had worked for Coach Hoke that certain that first stretch at Montana, so got to maybe know him just on the fringe a little bit there, um, and again, no more more of him. It's just a you know um, hard nose. I know he was a special teams guy while he was out at San Diego State, and you know certainly um, he's got his fingerprints all over his team in his second uh, second run here at Montana, and has, has brought them back um, to prominence in, in pretty short order. Brett Vegan joining us here at ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coach, you guys have such an awesome, young and up-and-coming coaching staff, both your coordinators and the first time as full-time Division I coordinators. Montana, on the contrast, has such a veteran coaching staff. What do you think of just the dynamic of that, and what have you thought of just overall your guys and their ability to handle this first season as first-time coordinators? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Colter. Yeah, you look at their staff, um, you know, tons of experience, tons of, uh, you know, a successful experience um, that, that that he's been able to assemble there in Missoula, and and you know I I'm, I'm certain that's you know the the the, the model that, that he wanted to to bring this this program back to where where it was when he left it. I don't know for us, um, you know I, I felt like in the two hires that I made at coordinator um, hired guys that that I knew you know. I felt like in my heart we're ready for this opportunity um, that I put a lot of trust into, and, and you know I really appreciated their their efforts not only on game days but their leadership um, of the staff and, and the their respective sides of the football from a week week to week perspective. You know I know we have a, a blend of of five you know new guys per se and, and five guys that were on the previous previous staff and and how that's all come together. together. Um, is, is certainly credit to both coordinators, you know, um, making making it work. And you know, I, I think at the same time, you know, our, our players have 
um, been open-minded and bought into, you know, what was a significant amount of, of change, I think at the end of the day and, and really ran with it. So, you know, um, we're in this position because of that, you know, the players trusting, but the coach is really leading and, and, you know, while it hasn't been perfect, nothing is, uh, I've been really pleased with, uh, you know, how those two guys have, uh, you know, shown out their first year. Brett Vegan joining us here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And two more things for you, Coach. One, I was getting a little sad last week because Chase Benson and Troy Anderson are two of my favorite players I've ever covered at any school in the Big Sky Conference. I just think those guys are awesome. I think their work ethic, their dedication, and just how tough they are, been tremendous. But I just want to ask you specifically about those two because it seems like they've really been the heart and soul of your defense. And this is probably going to be a very emotional and special moment for them on Saturday. So what are your hopes for those two guys in their final Bobcat Grizz game? Well, I... I first off that they they can leave this deal undefeated in that game um that's that's the first thing i'm sure that's the first thing they would both say as well but i you know those two um week in week out have been so impactful and you know two different uh two different deals as far as you know the recognition i i think uh you know, Troy's, I think he's out there running sideline to sideline. You know, it's, it's pretty easy for anybody in the stands to see the impact that, that he makes um, all over the place. You know, and then on the flip side, um, you know, Chase has, has been, you know, such a key component. And he's probably he's where it begins for us. You know, his ability to disrupt up front um, allows us to do, you know, different things as you move on back, um, you know, linebackers into the secondary. And, and you know, um, toughness, um, unselfishness, um, you know, when, when both of them speak, you know, everybody's going to listen, um, you know, because when they do speak, it, uh, it's something that, that matters, something that is from the heart, something that, that it comes out of, you know, their, their experience, um, being young players and, and being a, a big part of, um, the build here. And, and, you know, they want nothing more than, to. I, I know leave this place better than they, they found it. And they're going to do that. Um, you know, but I, I know they have, you know, they have big things in mind. And one of them, you know, is certainly, you know, for their careers to, to say that they, they never lost in this game. And, and um, you know, that's, that's what's right in front of us. There's, there's things beyond that. Um, you know, I think for both of them to, you know, to, to be conference champions, um, I think would be really important. And then, you know, see where we can take this beyond that. But, um, you know, they're all about this program, all about the team, and, and, and they've given so much. And, and, you know, hopefully we can just continue this on for both of them and the remainder of that, uh, that very special group of fifth and sixth year guys that we have. Well, last thing for you, Coach. The fact is that both these teams, at least in my estimation, are playoff teams already, and so there's a lot on the line in this game. But what sort of vault do you think this could give you into the postseason, and, and how big would that be uh, if you guys want to fulfill the goals that you have on your mind? Well, it'd be huge. I, I think we've, you know, we looked at a, a late season schedule that included a trip to Ogden, a trip to Cheney, and then a trip to Missoula. And, you know, uh, with a couple games, at home in between and we've we've been able to find a way on those other two road trips to to win games um that you know or beat teams i guess that this team hadn't these guys hadn't beat uh beaten and you know here sits the biggest one of them all um and i know i think it would be a, a tremendous um 
boost. And, 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 you know, I know our guys respect, um, you know, the Grizz and their ability and what they've, they've done this year. And, you know, understand that we're going to have to play, play really well. And, and that'll be the same moving forward as, as we, we get those opportunities um, in the playoffs. And, and, you know, I, to some degree, I, I think we've probably felt like, you know, uh, we've been playing playoff football for a little while now, and, and, and this is the next one up, and it's is, this is the most important one that we've had at this point. Um, so, you know, we got to go out and, um, you know, rise to the occasion, um, take on a, a very good team, a, a, a tremendous challenge in a hostile environment, and, you know, you make it through games like this, you continue to... Um, you know, galvanize, I guess, what type of team you have and, and just uh, that, that inner belief is, is you know, that, that builds that much more. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking so much time. I know it's a very busy week for you, and we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend. In the meantime, best of luck with all the preparation and all the hype, and the best of luck on Saturday. All right. Thanks, Doug Coulter. Go Cats. So you go, Brent Vegan. Biggest game of his life coming up on Saturday. You don't know till you know, <laughs> and then maybe you still don't even know. We got to get to it. Nuanas now keeps rolling on. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual, but it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. One, two, three. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Did you know it's basketball season? It is. College basketball is upon us as well. Even though we are so dominated by football, that's a wonderful thing. Chris Hoops is rolling. We got tickets for you. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. The old nightcap after the Montana-Montana State football game on Saturday? Well, how about we send you down to the Adams Center to watch the Grizzlies take on Omaha. Omaha is very good. I've watched Omaha in non-conference games against many Big Sky Conference schools relatively close to uh, this region, and uh, they're always competitive. They play a really entertaining style. They get up and down. So we got a four-pack of tickets to the Grizz men's basketball game against Omaha, 7 p.m. Saturday night at Dahlberg Arena. Give us a call right now. We got caller number 2-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. We got a four-pack of tickets for you to the Grizz versus Omaha men's basketball game Saturday night at Dahlberg Arena. We're up against it, so we're going to circle back around, get to some Grizz hockey and some Grizz soccer and some Grizz hoops as well. But our one's in the books, and our two's coming at you with one of my favorite guys, Mike Kramer, resident historian for the Big Sky Conference, a four-time Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, and a guy that has a great deal of reverence for the greatest rivalry in all of the Big Sky Conference. 
The big human on Nuanas now. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 